Every once in a while, I come across a resource that I can see helps not only me, but it can help my clients too. I want to share with you today about this resource that I've come across that is, it's pretty impactful. That resource is a book, and it came out just on June 16th. That was just a couple days ago, but I had an advanced copy of it. I got it last month, and I was able to read it before anybody else did, and boy, it's really made an impact on me. I've already discussed it with several of my clients and adapted certain exercises and approaches from the book for these particular clients so that they can begin using these tools that I think are so valuable. I also talked about it with my students. I'm teaching a class at Pepperdine University in their graduate school of psychology, and I told these students that as soon as it becomes available, they need to go and order a copy of it because it's, it's life-changing. Is that too cliche, life-changing? You know, I think it can be. I, I really do. And that's why I want to share it with you today. The book is called Personality Isn't Permanent. It's a book by Dr. Benjamin Hardy. He was one of the most popular bloggers on Medium.com for three years in a row. And he went on to get his doctorate in psychology. He's not a therapist. He doesn't want to do that. Instead, he does research psychology, and he takes his knowledge and the things that he's researched and learned, and he's put them together in this book that is very accessible. Anybody that wants to make a big change in their life, improvement, some more effective way to live their life, this book is for you. I found myself wanting to highlight passages, and it's a PDF copy that I got is the advanced copy, and it just, I, I wanted a physical copy that I could highlight. I know you can do that as a PDF. I, I'm looking at the PDF in the Apple Books app on my phone and my iPad, but it's not quite the same. I've, I've gone ahead and highlighted some of those things. I really want to get the physical book, and I will now, that I can highlight, that I can make notes in the margins, that I can circle a paragraph, that I can underline things, because it's going to be my workbook. I'm going to come back to it. I'm going to refer to it. I'm going to share it with clients. He had me hooked with his introduction. He sent that out about a year, no, about six months ago, maybe. It was last fall that I got a copy of the introduction to his book. As many of you know, I'm a licensed psychotherapist, and I'm always looking for things that are going to be helpful to my clients. And my interest was really piqued when he said in this introduction that a personality test almost ruined his chances of marrying his wife. Now, I've looked at a lot of personality tests one of the most popular ones is the Myers-Briggs. A lot of people say, well, what are you? I am an INFJ or something like that. There's four 
axes that it talks about in the Myers-Briggs personality test. The one is whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, and I don't even know what the other ones are. There's people that really get into this test. Uh, it's really more of an assessment, and it tells you what your personality is. Another one that I came across years ago is the one that Dr. Hardy refers to in his introduction called the color code. Taylor Hartman breaks down personalities as different colors. He says there that because he tested as a, I think he said he was a white, and his fiance, or at the time, I don't know if she was a fiance or a girlfriend, she was a red. And her family told her, wow, a white and a red just aren't going to match well. And so she almost broke off their relationship because of this. Dr. Hardy's whole premise in the book is that personality is not fixed. But that's what these assessments want us to believe that it's fixed, that it's who we are, it is our identity, and if we just discover what that personality is, then we can make all these choices that are going to be in line with our personality, and then we'll be able to be effective in our life. And Dr. Hardy says it's just not that way. And the more I read this book, the more I see his evidence that says that's not the case. We can choose our personalities, actually. It's not just a matter of, well, I'm just going to be this way. It's not the power of positive thinking, which I don't want to poo-poo positive thinking because it's a great way to be, but it's not going to get you what you want. You have to do more. And Dr. Hardy lays it out in this book about what is possible, uh, what is required, and helps us figure out what changes do I need to make. There's definitely work involved with this. I really like how he talks about several different points and approaches and skills that we can develop to make these changes in our life. I'd like to share with you part of chapter three. This is where he talks about trauma and how trauma can affect us. And best of all, how we can overcome trauma. Trauma doesn't have to be the sentence for the rest of your life. It can be something that we learn from and move past. So this is how he starts chapter three. Rosalie is a kind and lovely woman in her 80s who never fulfilled her dream of writing children's books. Not because she had a hard life or couldn't read or grew up in extreme poverty and needed to feed herself. She never wrote children's books because over 50 years ago, someone unintentionally made her feel bad. I met Rosalie at a family reunion. Again, this is Dr. Hardy talking. It's not me, Kevin, that met Rosalie. She's a distant relative, 
During the few days that we were together, I noticed her scribbling short stories and poems about our kids. When I asked her about it, I learned that she had always wanted to write and illustrate children's books. When I asked her why she hadn't created any books, she said she wasn't good at drawing. Surprised, I asked what she meant. She then went on to detail an event that occurred over 50 years prior. Back in the late 1960s, while she was raising her young and growing family, Rosalie decided to start taking art classes. For as long as she could remember, she had wanted to write, illustrate, and publish children's books. One night during an art class with a handful of other people, Rosalie had an experience that ended her dream. After a particular drawing exercise, the teacher went around the room checking each student's work. When he stopped at Rosalie, he grabbed her chalk and corrected her drawing, demonstrating what he called forced perspective. During the 60 or so seconds that the teacher was drawing over her work, Rosalie felt extremely embarrassed. None of the other students had been corrected in this manner. All eyes were on her. This was all too painful for her to handle. In the emotional swirl of the moment, a thought entered her mind. I must not be very good at this. Rosalie never attempted drawing again. As I listened to her recount this experience at the family reunion, my jaw was on the floor. I had never talked to her much before this. I'd never heard this story, and here she was narrating this incident from 50 years ago as if it happened just last week. So, wait, I said, stumbling over my words. After all these years, you've never tried illustrating your children's stories? No, she replied, I I don't have the native ability to draw. There was no emotion. From her perspective, she was stating cold facts, reality. There was no convincing her. I tried on multiple counts during the few days we were together. If you had the ability to draw pictures, would you create children's books? I asked. It'd be a lot of fun. She replied, Over the years, the thought to write and illustrate children's books occasionally popped into her head, but almost immediately that terrible art experience and how she felt would come to her mind. The pain of that moment would be reignited and her imagination would immediately blink out. All the reasons why now isn't the right time popped up. This is what Stephen Pressfield called resistance, a universal force that stops people from engaging in creative acts. This resistance, born of trauma, is why before entertaining the idea or taking any action, she'd stop herself. The saddest part is that even to this day, she still wishes she could illustrate children's books, but honestly believes she can't. When most people think of trauma, they imagine it only in its extreme manifestations with a diagnosed disorder like PTSD. While going to war or surviving rape are obvious examples, 
Trauma is not limited to major, easily recognized events. Trauma in a variety of forms is part of each of our lives. It includes any negative experience or incident that shapes who you are and how you operate in the world. In this chapter, you'll learn how trauma can and does shape personality. In fact, you'll learn that rather than building the life we genuinely want, far too often we build our lives around our trauma. To avoid the pain of the past, we create a pseudo-personality rather than our desired one. After learning how trauma shapes our lives and goals, you'll learn how to process, frame, and overcome your trauma so your past doesn't limit your future. That was just the first part of chapter three in Personality Isn't Permanent. I highly recommend you order your own copy of this book. And then set out a plan, a plan to read it on a consistent basis, taking notes, underlining passages, making it your workbook. I know Dr. Hardy also has formed some courses that you could take online. One of the things that I've really been able to utilize myself is his approach to goal setting. Frankly, goal setting all my life has been something I've hated. I've resisted it. I've refused to do it. And goal has been a four-letter word to me. Oh, it is a four-letter word. I didn't like this because I would set myself up and, oh, I'm going to accomplish this and this and this. And then as soon as I missed a day or when that passion started to wane, then I wouldn't be so interested in that goal. And then pretty soon it was, well, I failed on that too. And so, I didn't want to set goals because it became a negative experience for me. Well, I have adapted the material in one of these chapters of the book, and I've been using it for three weeks now on a consistent basis. No, I haven't done it every single day, but the approach that Dr. Hardy lays out says that that's okay. If I miss a day, I miss a day. It doesn't mean that I don't care about those goals anymore. I keep doing this approach. I'm really excited about reaching some of these goals, and I'm already making progress toward many of them. Again, I recommend that you order your copy of Personality Isn't Permanent by Dr. Benjamin P. Hardy and that's H-A-R-D-Y. There's no E in that last name. Set a goal for yourself. Before my next episode on this podcast, have a copy of this in your hand. Maybe we'll talk some more about it on this podcast. This is the big thing that's on my mind right now, and I wanted to share it with all of you.